Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and the episode you are about to listen to was recorded live at Broadway Con in New York City in uh, the Marriott Marquis in a room that happened to be called the Winter Garden, which was perfect for us. This was on Sunday, July 23rd, and we had some amazing guests that you're going to hear from. We had one of the most incredible debates about some very, very, very uh, random parts of cats, some of the lore and the history and the fun and the canon. And we just had a blast. So what you're hearing is going to be in front of a live audience. So you will hear the audience. We talk to the audience. You'll be able to hear some of their questions, some of their thoughts. And we had the most amazing event live at Broadway Con. So please enjoy this episode. Uh, know that this was recorded uh, with a lot of people and live. So you will hear some of the background noise and a lot of other stuff, but enjoy the episode. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to the Raw Cat Die, the podcast breakdown of the cat catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and thank you for being live at BroadwayCon. We are excited. We are in the uh, most appropriately named room, the Winter Garden, and I am very excited to have this amazing uh, group of panelists with me today. I'm actually going to let you all introduce yourselves so you can say who you are and maybe your cat's relationship because all of you have some ties to cats. Yes. Hi, I'm Jonalyn Saxer. Um, I was a swing in the most recent revival of Cats I, uh, on Broadway. I covered Bombalurina, Demeter, Cassandra, Tantamile, and Jenny Any Dots. Wow. Uh, I'm Will Anderson. I uh, run a theater content creation brand with my wife Rachel Joyce uh, called The Theater Lovers, and I was in Cats as a kid, and then was in a pr- pr- regional production as a swing, and just uh, Cats was the literal first Broadway show I ever saw. I'm Hank Santos. I was just Rum Tum Tugger on the sixth national tour. Um, I also covered Bombay Arena, Demeter, Cassandra, <laughs> Jenny Any Dots, and uh, one more than she did. <laughs> Super impressive. Um, I am Rachel Joyce, the affirmation other half of the theater lovers. Um, I was running the Cats tour um, social media of the last leg of the tour. So uh, this is my first time meeting Hank in person, but we have talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tugger. And this is the first time I meet, I've had all of them on as guests before. First time any of us have met in person too. So. This is also true. <laughs> Super exciting to have everyone here. Um, we're going to do something a little different this year. The past Broadway cons, we've just debated the Jellicle choice. If you know my stance is I don't think Grisabella should be the right cat to die. So I've argued that at length uh, over the years. But we want to do something a little different this year because I realized over 125 episodes that I've accidentally sparked some controversy with the fans because there's not a consistent opinion on some of the headcanons. And so what we want to do today is we're going to do an old school style debate. So I've got two teams. I've got Team Tugger and I've got Team Bombalurina. And we are going to throw out some of the most controversial or mixed opinion views of cats. And then whoever's most passionate is going to raise their hand and you'll get to pick the side you want to argue. And the other group is going to argue the other side. 
And then our wonderful Alan Seals and I will be Old Deuteronomy, and we will judge who wins. So get ready. Um, I want to start with the first one that actually sparked this idea, which is I made a meme about Demeter and Bomb Ballerina's sexual energy, and then I had a lot of people say they're sisters, and then I had a lot of people say they're not sisters. So, and I threw it up on social media, and I got a complete 50-50 split. So, that is gonna be our first argument. Are Bomb Ballerina and Demeter sisters or friends? I'll say strongly. I was gonna say. Uh, I will take the friends side. Okay, we got friends arguing here. What's the argument for friends? Um, I think with all the history between them, if you added in the relationship of sisters with Demeter being caught with McCavity, I think like sisterhood, you would have a little bit more protection. You would have a no, don't come here with me and McCavity. No, don't do this. I could be more protective. Instead, they kind of both went through the same thing. And I just think as friends, they would have done that. And Bomb is still a little protective of Demeter. Demeter has all her PTSD stuff. Like, you know, um, not ever said in any of the lyrics. We all just know this. Um, <laughs> None of this is ever said in the lyrics. No, no, that's my all, favorite part about All cats. of these questions are not covered in the lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, just feel the It's just obvious. <laughs> I feel that dramaturgically it makes sense. Yes. Um, and so I think dramaturgically with their relationships, I, I just feel like it, it's a friend's thing, not sisters. Because I, I think familial, you have more of a um, a fight and a control, and friends, like, sometimes you get, let your friends also get in trouble. Yeah. Well, Hank, you played both, Bomb and Demeter. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously. Uh, Among others. So you're going to argue sisters now? I, I guess I, I, yeah. Let me let me take out Hank's actual opinion because I think they're friends. Which doesn't really, which actually doesn't work so for the panel. Abandon all of your. your so I'm gonna drop in real quick yeah. as somebody who would take the sisters route, and it would make sense. I see like a older younger sister vibe between Bomb and Demeter. I mean, there's definitely like a protective nature of Bomb that she puts over Demeter. Like Demeter is definitely like there's moments where she's a lot stronger and sort of to herself, but then you have any McCavity scare and immediately that goes away. And we had a lot of moments where it was like, you know, you see Bomb take her stance over Demeter, which is something that a sister would do. So that's my argument. <laughs> Love it. And uh, you can take that with a grain of salt. Because yeah. I don't even buy it. <laughs> I think they're friends. Anything to add, Rachel? I have a, a chaotic thought, and I'm going to oh, put boy. on my thinking cap for this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Ready? She's waiting for hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been planned for days. Okay. Thank you for laughing at it. Um, I think, uh, sisters, I think they both dated McCavity. Mm. And it's that sister rivalry. Um, you stole my man. Terrible. We hate to see it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Chaotic. I came to bring the chaos this morning. Uh, so. They don't. They don't get any less chaotic of, of uh, canon. So get ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. Actually, audience too. Where are we voting? Are we voting over here on Team Bomb Ballerina? Show of hands. I can step forward and say that they were lovers. Lovers. Yeah. Okay. Friends and lovers. Sisters. We're close. <laughs> okay, any, any Team Tugger votes? All right, it seems like it is the friends slash lovers is the answer to this one. Absolutely. Okay. Friends, lovers, and lovers. I'll take that. All right. I will take The next one is who is going to be uh, in charge next? So there's a theory that it's going to be Monkish Trap. And then there's a theory that I will call the sports betting term the field, which is everyone else. Either Old Deuteronomy doesn't leave or somebody else, like a Cassandra or somebody else. So is it Monk or is it somebody else that's going to be next in charge of the Jellicle tribe? Who wants to start? I'll take that. I'll field this one because I, I have a lot of opinions. On <laughs> so I think there's a hierarchy of like, mm -hmm. like an order, so to speak. Obviously, Monk is first. I think Monk wants to be first. I think, dude, it's the obvious choice. But then be beneath him, I think Plato is like a close second. Um, so if something were to happen to Monk, if he wasn't able to take over for whatever reason, say he lost in the cavity fight, um, should drastically change the show. Um, I think Plato would have stepped in. 
I think third in command is actually Tugger, but I think Tugger just wants it because he wants it, and then once he gets it, he's like, this sucks, dude. Like, I have to, like, <laughs> command people and, you know, like, be the leader. Like, I just want to have fun, you know what I mean? So I think it's there, and I think he's, like, a legitimate choice at a point, but I don't think it would last very long. He's, yeah. pri he's Prince Harry. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Wants the yeah. power, not the responsibility. Okay, so Boom. your vote's monk. Do you want to take the field? Okay, I'm going to throw a wrench in this. Ooh. And I'm going to say I don't think any of those are actually in line to take the position of old Deuteronomy. I feel like Gus would be next. Ooh. Like old wise. Like, I feel like Gus is kind of there. And if you need someone to sit on stage, I don't know if I should be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like that would be Gus. I feel like Monk is a separate, is occupying a separate position of like MC leader of ceremonies. And like maybe when Monk gets older, somebody else will take the MC position yeah. and he will then like take a break before taking over the old Duke position. I feel like those are two separate, it's not like a line thing. Cause I just feel like, you know, old Duke, like he's old. And I feel like he's not, you know, it's like, if old dude passed and suddenly somebody the same age as everybody else is like, let me decide. I just feel like that wouldn't fly. And so the reasonable um, next step would be Gus. It's, it's the, it's replacing the Pope with an even older Pope. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the best week of Gus's life. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dudykins was young at one point when he took, when he took the throne, you know what I mean? Because everyone, you have to build that respect over a long period of time, you know? And he's obviously been around for so long that, like, and, man, Gus doesn't remember dinner, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that, that that would be, like, when Creed took over on The Office, you know what I mean? Like, that would just be nuts. Does old, is old Deuteronomy ever leaving? I don't think so. Right. Okay. I don't so that's that's on your vote here, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anything's ever... If we're going to believe that, like, somebody just lifts up to the sky, I'll believe that, like, dude just, like, is there. Yeah. Like, is dude even alive? Is he, you know, Ooh. some kind of specter? That's, that's, question, that's question number four. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's coming. We'll get to it. <laughs> we're going to we'll get to that part it. of the argument here soon. Okay. We're going to take votes. Team Bob, Team Tugger. Team Tugger. Team Tugger? Tugger? Okay. I'm gonna mark a yeah. tally Let's right here. Right <laughs> I'll just take Let's that. Okay, Mark the Cannon is that Monkustrap is actually older on his son. Yes. Yes. So that's where I feel like he's he would be next in line because I mean if he's his son. Nepotism. He's the eldest yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the eldest boy. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's one thing that. Broadway loves, it's nepotism. Ooh. Can I actually say that? <laughs> You'll never work again. <laughs> We will edit this part out of the episode. No. All right, um, next one, and I'm gonna turn to you because we've discussed this, and this is the one that has all of the, or not all, a majority of the fan fiction and the majority of the fan f art mm. is Tugger and Mistopheles. <laughs> are they best friends, boy bandish, or Man, are they, they ain't together? Best friends. You know what they are. Are they together? <laughs> so that's gonna throw it out there. This one's very split, or at least the art, well, the art's not split. The art is very split <laughs> one way. The internet agrees. There's, yeah. there is zero chance of debating this, Yeah. but I'm not going to field this question. I'm going to lob this one off to my left here. It's tactful. Um, X's. X's. Okay. Oh. What a wrench. No, they, I mean, they're definitely, they, they've, they're... <laughs> They know each other. Okay. The tour put me and our Mustafalis Ibn together as roommates, mm. like Wait. early on, yeah. and I was like, that seems like a little too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, you couldn't have put me with like, I don't know, Mungo Jerry or somebody. You know what I mean? Where do you think that comes from? Like, as far as people shipping the the two characters. Who is the most opposite from Tugger? Like in all, in almost every conceivable way. Like a short well put together, quiet cat, you know? Because yeah. like all the other cats in a way could have something related to Tugger, like Mungo Jerry's a little chaotic. Um, there's like a playful side of like um, Pounceable or like an aggressive side to Tumble Brutus. Like, but Tugger in liking things that aren't, like, like the exact opposite of what you want him to like 
it would be the almost mute, quiet little ballet cat. You know what I mean? Do you you do hit the introduction to his song too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where I think a lot of it stems from. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, the, the his introduction. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey. I want boy it's band my man. version now. Let's hear the boy band version. <laughs> I think it could be viewed as Tucker sings the song. Mistopheles has the moves. It could be like a Millie Vanilli moment. It could be what a like reference. everyone has has their strengths. What was it? Um, which one, oh gosh, which one of NSYNC was like the really great dancer? I, they all danced very well. This isn't I mean, a. I Joey Fatone danced harder than anybody else. Yes, so to I'll quote Cody Rigsby. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it's it's supporting each other platonically, and then like if that leads to something else, cool. But but it definitely starts as I can't even remember the point. Was it? They, 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 it was friends boy band versus was the answer lovers. Was the option, lovers. option lovers. Yeah. So you're on the boy band side. I guess I'm on the boy yeah. band side. So you went Billy Vanilla. I also say, um, I think it can be dependent on the production and who's playing Mistopheles mm. and Tugger because I think except for the introduction of the song, which you could say, like, why is Tugger introducing this song? Does he decide, like, I'm going to introduce something. I'm going to introduce the magic one. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, like, he could t- decide to take over, or they could be like a boy band, like, because Mistopheles, like, doesn't really say anything except, presto! You know? <laughs> doesn't help the friend's case. Um, but, you know, it, there's so much of what happens, I think, um, because in our production, Tyler and Ricky shared a dressing room and played into that, I think, and had fun with that. And so when you look at the side moments, the moments where we have a little bit more freedom on the stage, I think it's up to the actors to decide that. Okay. Choose your I own like adventure. it. Yeah. To be fair, it was never explicitly said. It was like someone showed us the Tumblr one day and we ran with it. Yeah. Like, it was like, but it is not, yeah, it's not something taught by the associates. <laughs> no, yeah, Christy Cartwright never said anything about that. Like, uh, let's just make that very clear for her perspective. She, as I dug into the fandom, it was the first thing that I found. It's like, if you search, and I took the boy band route because I saw Leona Lewis and I thought I saw The X Factor, which has a history of putting okay, like uh, singers together. So I was like, mm. oh, Tiger Mustafelis, they're going to be the next uh, uh, One Direction. And um, yeah, but. I didn't think about the relationship until I started reading the headcanon, and then it's a lot. It's a deep dive. If you find the fan fiction, it's all of it. Uh, and there are some like, thousand, like 20, 30 thousand word stories about the relationship. So feel free to dig in on your own time. Let's move on to uh, the question we were actually just a little bit discussing, which is Old Deuteronomy. Um, with his character, is he wise and all-knowing, or is he more sinister, serial killer-ish? Oh. Um, I heard an easy. I gotta know. Wait, now. get up so here. I feel like that's a hard question as somebody who is in the show to be asked, because also, I will say, I knew nothing about Cats before getting cast in it. I literally stood in the back watching the show when I replaced him, and I was like, who's Cassandra? I can't see her. Um, uh, and so a lot of my opinions are based on then my actor work of and my on-stage experience of being the characters with the other characters, mm-hmm. and there's just so many... Our old Duke Q is just so kind and loving and generous on stage and off. And as, you know, it's like we're all so excited and it's like he gave so much back to us. So I will strongly say wise all knowing. Okay. And I would argue that's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they get you. They there said we the go. same thing about Ted Bundy. The, the, the easy from the crowd is immediately cult. Okay, so you're gonna argue the the serial killer version. Oh yeah, I think that's obvious. He kills a cat once a year. <laughs> it's just like willy nilly. He, he he makes them put up. Okay, so I feel um, almost like uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of like RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's like it's very much like. Um, when they do the episodes that are like variety shows, but instead of lip syncing for your life, uh, you're lip syncing to for your death. <laughs> so, Old Deuteronomy is 
the, the RuPaul of uh, the Cats universe. Are you calling and RuPaul, RuPaul is a serial killer? Uh, wow, nope, didn't think that there. Please, RuPaul, I love you so much. If you're, you're, RuPaul's not listening. This to side of the table is never going to work again. It's been really We're nice. Quickly burning yeah, bridges over yeah, on this side. Yeah. When I said chaotic, I really meant it. No, um, yeah, yeah, I think Old Deuteronomy is very clearly unwell. Okay. <laughs> Well, everyone leaves the stage, and he's like, I think I'm going to sit right here. We'll invite people up to come take a selfie with him at intermission. Well, I know we're one person in the crowd's voting, but how's the rest of the crowd voting? Are we voting on Team Tugger or Team Bomb Ballerina? I feel like movie version? There. Yeah. Okay, okay. But if we're not even talking about that, then I'm... I'm Stage version, movie version. Okay. Okay. So So you're saying if you've seen Cats, you're going up and taking a picture with the cult leader. So I'm just saying you are also a part of this discussion. Mm -hmm. If you thought that while watching the show, would you have gone up at intermission? Yes. He's so charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think too, just like a, a quick like not separate running the social media and interacting with uh, fans. Uh, it's very obvious to me that it's a cult. So maybe that's where I'm like coming <laughs> from, that. and not in a bad way, like fun cult. But yeah. Cats yeah. Cult. I'm team team cats cult. Okay. It's a cult where they just dress the same. Team it's like all outfits. Yeah. You are People a jellical. Passionate, and I'm here for it. Yeah, you yeah. you are a jellical for sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. We didn't. We're not covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We don't have enough time. <laughs> actually. Okay, we're gonna go back to the questionable uh, relationship. So Mongo, Jerry, and Rumble Teaser. Are they siblings, or are they relationship? Or friends or relationship? I have a thought. Okay. Oh, may I? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I feel like you don't do a cartwheel like that with anybody but a sibling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like that's Speak for yourself, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? How embarrassing. <laughs> that's so... I, I feel like like that's the type of, of routine that you put together to convince your parents like to give like you have like a sleepover with your cousin. Like it's yeah. like that kind of <laughs> I feel like there's no universe outside of that, so that's where I stand. Sorry, yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking the stance for both of us. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so funny, yo. I didn't even think about that. Your honestly. cast definitely did not agree with that stance, too. No, our cast right. did. It drove me crazy. Because I was like, that's no, wrong, they, dude. They went with... Uh, brother's sister. No, they went with... the. They were oh, trying no, to no, win no, Jenny's... Right. Uh, I said they were brother's sister. So I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm relieved. Okay. <laughs> my, my opinions are very easily swayed. <laughs> I, I do no believe it is taught and it is uh, imposed upon the actors that they are not siblings. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's my Spoken bad. by the official. <laughs> that's, that is what our Mungo, Jerry, and Rumble Teaser said. Right. So I, and that's what our Mungo, Jerry, and Rumble Teaser said. And I've heard the actor, the actors be like, they're not siblings. Why does everyone, Tantamount and Corcopat are the siblings. Right. They're the twins. Right. Mm-hmm. But they were Jerry called the Chaos Twins by a fan. And I was like, that is funny. Like... So I swore. Oh, dude. Yeah, but I believe it's taught that way. Yes. I was like, what cat? What jellical cat is that? It's from the Shrek universe. Yeah. Um, no, you're you're right. They are taught that, and I I. So I've never directed a production of Cats, but for the reasons that we have been taught, and again, most of the story, as I found out while doing it, is not in the script or the lyrics, but is just t- told to you. <laughs> and I believe they are told they are not siblings. Okay. So that, that's my... So it's official. So <laughs> who in the crowd wants to vote against uh, the production team who have, have, have <laughs> blessed this? I mean, I, ha- I have for most of my podcasts. So. They're like yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh. See, I exactly, like yes. Yeah. No, yes. wait, no, I don't like that. No, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde aren't siblings. So. I know, I can't remember nope. what I, my opinion yeah, is. Yeah, you just, that's you're, okay. not, you're not going to get okay. a tally here. I can't remember that's what okay. I thought about this. I argued this for so long on tour, and now I don't even remember what stance I took. Like, that just means people have made some good arguments on both sides. Yeah. 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 yeah, your cast definitely did not go siblings. They were no, they, they were trying to win Jenny's approval, dating, for them cuddling. Yeah, it was, that was yeah. the whole thing that they talked about. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. That's your brother. I feel like yeah. I feel like if they were siblings, the crimes would be like mom. But like as a Bonnie and Clyde duo, like when you're in a relationship, the crimes are a little bit more like yeah. heightened. Heightened. That's I think at one point I thought like you know in like Pulp Fiction, the beginning and the end, there's that couple that robs the diner. <laughs> you know, like. It, that, that was kind of the vibe I was getting too. 
I don't remember. I, I think I just heard Chaos Twins, and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like we're voting on Team Bomb Ballerina on this one, unfortunately. Yeah. For I you. mean, my, my thought was paper thin, so... Like. <laughs> I can't even remember. Cartwheels. Like, so. Cartwheel. Okay, let's talk about Grizabella. When she leaves the tribe, does she go to be part of McCavity's crime gang? Or does she go somewhere else to do something else? I'll leave that part very open-ended. Do you mean like when she left originally? originally? When she left originally. Yes, I'll stand firmly on she left to join McCavity's gang. Okay. She left to be with McCavity. Okay, so she's crime gang. Or just to be with him. To be with him, because that's why Bombelli and Demeter hate her, mm. because she went to be with McCavity. They both were at one point pulled in to the McCavity group, gang, what can you call it, and they both were able to pull themselves out, and one of the reasons they pity her, but they also hate her, is that she is everything they were able to not be. She was the future that they avoided, and they looked down on her because she wasn't able to pull herself out and rejoin the Jellicle cats. Okay. My theory, <laughs> where did she go, is that Grizabella, get this, is uh, Monk and Tugger's mom. Yes. That's what I have heard. And we shun her not because we know why we shun, but because we've been told just throughout the tribe the whole time, we don't talk to her. So like there was like a, an experience, I guess, where either she, as the Glamour Cat, left and pursued a different lifestyle that wasn't sticking to the tribe and Raising Monk and Tugger and McCavity, the third dude bro. Um, and they shun her just because it's like, that's like the unspoken thing in the tribe is like, she's not allowed in. And then when she comes back and talks about memory and regret and all those things, it's like, oh, okay, forgiveness is key. You know. So that makes Grizabella and Old Deuteronomy your yeah. parents. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Keep my mind's yeah. blown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you went first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. But you never actually said where she went. Uh, off stage. Just off baby Grizz, and then she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Comes back. She's in the ceiling, right? As uh -huh. your meme. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting. Just hanging up. Just hanging out in the ceiling. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. Any any audience thoughts? We got anybody that strongly? Off stage. Oh, I feel very strongly about this. Okay. So I have a theory that Grizabella went to go kind of pursue like a Gus the theater cat moment and mm. go to the theater. Mm. And she kind of fell into like a wrong path. And I have like a Grizabella might have been a sex worker at one point. Mm. For sure. And um, so if the tribe didn't agree with that when she came back, they probably shunned her because they didn't agree with the choices she made. But I don't think that, I think what happened was is she didn't just go decide to do it because her time in the theater was not what she wanted it to be. She went, she kind of just fell into it. And I would assume that because she left, she had nowhere to go. And so she, didn't expect fanfare, but I think she was just looking for her family mm -hmm. to come back and accept her. But so I, I feel very strongly about Grisabella as well. Yeah. Would yeah. yeah. you say she quitted about the no man's land? Yes. Yes. Who knows the lyrics? I was literally just going through that because that's the, like that section is my main point of like. Uh, Demeter and Baum are singing that, and the reason they sing that is because they have a shared kind of past with Grizabella. So I do think she wanted the no man's land. I think McCavity somehow got her into, maybe was her, uh, what's that called? This is not a right word. Sugar daddy? No, yeah. not the wrong word. Uh, yeah. There we go. I was like, that's not the, it is early on my day off. Um, <laughs> words are not coming. Um, but, and he got tired of her and she kind of like, again, probably went into sex work wandered the no man's land of Tottenham Court, whatever, you know, and kind of fell out of that and into disrepute and disrepair. I kind of thought the Bomb and Demeter thing was like, because Bomb and, and Tugger are often shipped, and Demeter and Monk have been shipped in the past, so it's kind of like a, we can be disgusted with how she treated it, because we never really 
I mean, Monk does, like, but I think he knows, I think Tucker's feelings are a little spared when it comes to the story of his mom. Because it was never like, that was always just like in the back when she was on. And I was like, oh, gross. And Bunk was always like, you know, she, and so I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like, you treated those guys so horrible. Like, you're not welcome here anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always thought that Grizabella left to be a performer and then had her, which were above the Once Upon a One More Time, but I always thought she had like her bald Britney moment mm-hmm. where that was like she, she was going through it and that was the moment where she's like, I gotta come back and have my redemption story. Mm-hmm. So that's how, I think it's a little bit of both on these, but I think it's mm-hmm. contested. So it sounds like though, the McCavity part is true. I was told by the associate yeah. during, for that singing section, well you guys, you Demeter and Bomb, you guys, I played both of them, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember my intro. Because <laughs> um, I remember thinking like, and I just kept getting the note like, no, Demeter doesn't feel that way. Like it's like, you know, Bomb feels this way and Demeter feels this way because like she couldn't make, you know, Bomb's proud of herself because she made it away from the cavity and Grizabella couldn't do that and now she's lost her life. And Demeter feels for her a little bit more than Bomb because Demeter also got wrapped up and has had a bomb pulled Demeter out of that situation. Demeter didn't leave, but Grizabella didn't have anybody to do that for her. So I was told by an associate that, so. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's always gonna be my fight. <laughs> again, who wants to argue I would like against? to call Cap. <laughs> Cap's. Yeah. Cap's Cap. Cap's Cap. Who would like to argue against producers again? Okay, team, Bob Bowery, team. team. Cap? Huh? What does that mean, Cap? Uh, it means you're lying, bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning today. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> oh my god. I was hearing call cat. And I was like, you can't call a cat. They won't respond to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, where's, where's our vote? We're going more? <laughs> your strikes are getting. I, I mean, I think I vote with her too. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think I've been keeping score. Yeah. I'm going to keep my own score. Yeah. Yeah. Hank's, uh, Hank's notepad is blank. Just <laughs> <laughs> for the record. Yeah, that one tally was funny once, and now just I'm like, like yeah, yeah. This one line. Okay, uh, we're going to go back to relationships. Um, so, Skimbleshanks and Tugger, are they frenemies or are they friends? I like frenemies. Okay. Yeah. Only because there was uh, our Skimble, um, Jax Zamborski, uh, was very big on in the beginning of the show hated Tucker's guts and then towards the end like his feature we had so many like moments where it was kind of like winning him over sort of towards the end that's like case specific I think but it was also like in Tugger there's a moment where um, in the choreo he runs up and like gives Tugger a little kick and Cass and Vic hold him back and throw him back like and they are on Tugger's arms you know what I mean um, okay. So I kind of, I don't know, I kind of this, like this question actually comes from your cast because of um, Tyler. And because of some of the decisions Tyler made um, with Skimble, they were friends. And so they had more friendly moments than normal you would see. And people started, the fans started to notice that, huh? started to ask, like, hey, these two aren't supposed to be friends, but they seem friends. So that's where this question actually stems from. Is That's the backstory and the history of it. And Tyler has answered a little bit of his version of it. But what was Tyler's know? answer? Tyler was, they were really good friends off stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, it's so they had a lot like of trouble. On the, there is like a certain amount of freedom. Like we are given, again, like certain relationships that they're like, well, they, these are the young cats and these are the older cats. And, um, you know, this, this is your best friend. This is, you have this history. Um, but if it's not explicitly stated, like it is up to the actors and just like with any musical creation, like you can, if you have the freedom not to stand next to somebody you don't like, or you have an option to stand next to your best friend, like you're going to take it because you're doing the show eight times a week and it's more fun to improv with someone you really love. So I'm sure that also, um, was a part of that. Okay. It's like even with the guidelines set by the creators of a piece, there is still so much freedom in the performers, of course, but also in the way that the audience interprets that information. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say, but we can say jellical death of the author, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what is my side? Friends? Not yeah, friends. You're, you're on non friends. Okay. Non-friends. Right. I, I had kind of a funny experience, though. Like, I was, I showed up to rehearsals. I had nine days of rehearsal before I started the show because I was doing another show 
uh, overseas in Japan, and when I actually found out that I was gonna be Tugger, I was like, I'm not gonna make it, like, cause I'm like way overseas, and like at, my show doesn't end until the end of August, and they started like September second or something, so. I had to show up really late, so they were just concerned with like, you're gonna stand here and you're gonna move here and then you're gonna do this dance and then just pick whatever else, you know what I mean? It was like, just make your own adventure sort of with like the guidelines of like the validity and like the general structure of the backstory. So there was a lot of things that we were doing early on that were like, wrong? Like because I was, there's like, no right and wrong. There's no right except and wrong. For, except for one. Just there is. There is. You'll get a note. Against the, what some people would go with. And then, like, it evolved in a way. Like, also, like, as your relationships with, like, the people playing the cats evolve, you're like, yo, this would be so funny if, like, right here we did this. Or if, like, if we did this instead or whatever, you know? So, like, early on, I don't even think I noticed Skimble ever. That was and, my question. I was like, do they... I was, like, I was thinking, I was like, do they interact? Rarely. At all? He yeah. calls he calls Tugger a terrible bore, right? That's the no, that's um, no. ours. That was Alonzo and Monk. Interesting. Yeah, and um, so like, rarely do we interact. But then like, as as you're doing, you know, as many shows as you do, and you you get like an autopilot mode, and you look for little things to keep it interesting that don't like ruin the show. <laughs> like you kind of are like, oh look, we can like wave at each other here or we kind of have a moment here or we do this and this so like the relationship sort of evolved for us where it just became like I was like he hated my guts in the beginning and then we, he did his number and I was like that train was sick dude and then like, we're like, <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah, what's up and at the end we actually even had in the in the receiving line at the end when Grizz is like shaking everybody's paw for some reason like we're uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like good game we, we look at each other <laughs> and we literally just go like and that was it. And it was Respect. adorable, dude. Shout out Zam, dude. Shout out Jack Samborski. Because I will say, I could, I could understand where frenemies come from because I feel like Skimble and Jenny Any Dots are kind of the like proper pair. Yeah. You know, like they're more the uptight. They take care of people. You know, they shush people away. They're like, you're misbehaving. And Tugger is like the biggest misbehavior of all. So I could see how you could make the choice as Skimble. I think definitely as Jenny, you're just like, ugh, Tugger. Like, ugh. <laughs> you know, but Skimble, they have that kind of like male cat maybe energy that's like, okay, but like, eh, beer later, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, now I'm very curious for both of you, Jonathan and Hank. You said that you made some decisions, you kind of had some freedom. Is there ever any one that you made that all of a sudden the fans came out to you after and was like, no, that's not supposed to happen? Oh, God, yes. Um, there was one specific one. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that often, but I think it was um, me and Tumble. Me and Tumble at first. So I think canonically, or like fan canonically, so non-canonically sometimes. <laughs> non-canonically. <laughs> Look, dude, the fans have the power now, okay? The show's been around 40 years. They have it, all right? Mm -hmm. It's theirs. Mm -hmm. um, Tumble and Tugger don't like each other. And that was, like, always told to me. But me and our Tumble, Brendan Morin, was, like, we always had moments where we had fun. Like, because he was really playing into the kitten part of it and was, like, super bubbly and energetic. And, like, um, there were choreographed moments where I, like, shoved him aside and we're, like, dude, get out of here, you know what I mean? But we always, like, kind of had fun. And then I think we took a picture together backstage or something, and it went on Tumblr, and everyone was like, "Guess they resolved their differences." And I was like, "Whoa, what?" Like, I was like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> like, it's like, "Oh, we aren't supposed to like each other." So I, w I went to his dressing room, and I said, "Dude, we gotta tone it down, man. Like, we're not supposed to like each other very much." Too much. And so, like, we just kind of stop. We pump the brakes on it. We were just like, "All right, I'm gonna shove you here, dude, and you don't." Look at me, like. <laughs> so they they corrected that pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. That's so. Did you deal with any of that? Um. No, because I was constantly playing a different cat. I mean, I played cast for like a month straight about. So that's the most comfy I got in one of my tracks. Um. But I never had like fans or anything. The biggest thing we got in our cast is we got in trouble because we were like kind of fist bumping because we'd all come up to each other and be like, hey. <laughs> and they're like. You can't do that. <laughs> that was like our choreographer. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's bad because we did that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we got in trouble. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about one that I don't think has been brought up as much, but Buster Jones, mm -hmm. who 
may or may not be in every production. Where is his money going? Is it to McCavity's crime gang or is it to other places? Is he the funding or is he not? I've literally never thought about this because half the time I forget that he's in the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm still catching my breath at that number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made up this canon, by the way, so. <laughs> That's funny, though, dude. Like a penguin yeah. cat, like Tony Soprano cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is funny, He's the dude. money behind the crime game. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's my thing. So, um, <laughs> and is it the family money? Like, where where is it coming? I don't want to know where Westbrook's yeah, yeah, yeah. money comes You're from. Right. Oh, like, like, he has rich owners. Yeah, yeah. keeping yeah, yeah. up with the Joneses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Family money, got it. I'm kind of thinking of it like like Buster for Jones has a little Anna Delvey in him, where there's oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like none of the other cats there. A financial status comes up, and he's like, "I'm the richest cat," and and everyone's like, well, "I guess we believe you now." He ta- he walks the walk and talks the talk and knows where to be, but like, I, I is money that, changing man. hands? Can you do the accent? But also, he's not really. He doesn't no, no, introduce okay. himself. He's introduced. That's true. Sure. So, like, your, your theory will is that he's just pulling one over on everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, like, I like that. Wow. He's he's. He's pulling a bigger heist than McCavity, but it's also like very small. He's the real It's a social villain. status heist. <laughs> just, you, oh, we you, never see him again, dude. He just dipped with the money. <laughs> he becomes <laughs> Gus. <laughs> he slowly becomes Gus. He slowly becomes backstage. Yeah, backstage. He becomes Gus next. <laughs> That's one of those like, where did he come from? Off stage? Where does he go? Off stage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank also you for pre- asking the, the real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to cover this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, did you forget Buster Jones was in your cast? Never, dude, because I did my. So Tugger wears, in our version, like high heels, and his main number, it's like a cowboy boot with a really high heel um, that totally kills your back. Mm-hmm. And then you go off stage, you change into jazz shoes because it's like a little bit easier to do the ball. And my quick change was always right next to Bustopher trying to get into Gus. And uh, it was minimal space in some of these theaters. So I was always a front row seat for the chaos that was trying to get that gigantic overcoat off. So no, I never forgot Bustopher. <laughs> he was right there and I knew when he was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> if we really dig into the story of this, you can say whatever you want. Okay, before, I have two more, but I want to hear what else to, from the crowd. Is there any subplots or theories? you got some experts here that we haven't covered. Is Bustopher funding the cult that Gus is rooming for? Oh. What do y'all think? It's funding the cult. Oh, sorry, not Gus, the dude is rooming. Dude. Oh. You know what, I'm going to go, yeah. Because yeah. this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, I, I, Chaos I want to reigns. So yeah. yes, I yeah, will yeah, absolutely yeah. go yeah. there. One of the most chaotic choices, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I guess like in the back of my mind and like the way you just like make it make sense when you're doing it is, I guess I just like decided that um, Bustopher Jones was one of the cats that had owners mm-hmm. and yeah. that he like stopped by the Delica Ball to be like, also me too. You know, and there's definitely certain cats that like have collars and some that, that don't very specifically. Um, and so I, I don't remember if he had a collar or not, but I feel mm. like he comes in and his owners are Upper East Siders, you know, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I like these cool people, not me, bye, <laughs> you know. Like. Ours had a collar that was like a fishbone. Yeah. I got like the, 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 the um, and, okay, I want to get, I want to get into this now because I'm yeah. stoked on this. Um, I'm having so much fun. Um, <laughs> so, like, he, he, at the end of his number, there's the siren scare, and Demeter's like, McCavity. And we all go, McCavity? And then he's like, McCavity, toodle pip, and he dips. And then you never see him again. So I am with the fact that he's funding the dude thing, because he's like, I gotta get out of here, man, because. They're like, gonna figure McCavity. me out. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna figure me out. All right. We're solving problems. I, I see a hand back there. Do you have a. Um, in your professional opinion, why do you think Grizabella was cast out of the tribe in the first place? Was it just like, did she betray somebody, or was it just a matter of like, oh, you're not pretty anymore, scram? Ooh. Okay, so for just in case anybody didn't hear it, um, why did Grizabella leave? Was she shunned because she wasn't pretty enough, or because what was the other? 
she betrayed somebody? somebody? Yeah, she's okay. No professional what do y'all think? I'm hardly a professional, but I do think that uh, <laughs> she, we have an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got opinions. Uh, I think that yeah, I think it goes back to um, her being the mother of some of the cats um, and one of Dude's old flames. Um, cast out because she went to pursue this lifestyle that didn't work out for her and um, abandoned the children in the process. Okay, any other thoughts? Yeah, I think it goes back to that discussion. I, I don't think she like did something, like I think she left for the whole cavity and the drugs and the everything and the, you know, whatever life, wandering. Um, and they were like, okay, no, you chose that. You can't come back now. You know, like you made those decisions. You're still, are you still in it? We don't know. You know, you don't look great. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you go with the revival makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, you are ugly, dude. <laughs> like, you are not getting close to me. <laughs> well, uh, thinking with the, the not pretty enough aspect, uh, it's making me think of, Bad Cinderella and how with this homogeneity of the most of the company and then there's the one who is then ostracized and then redeemed at the end there, there there's I mean, a like lot more in common like Phantom pick a show on your show that's the thesis of this podcast Andrew Lloyd Webber what are you doing what are you doing Yeah. You're gonna have to be more specific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I always argue anything anti Grizabella, so I think she left for the worst possible reason, so it makes it harder for me to touch her back. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was bored. Yeah. yeah. Boring. She was, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's a crime gang. She left, to do the, she left to do the Bad Cinderella workshop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, I love you, man. Uh, I'm available for hire if you're watching. <laughs> it's okay, he's not here. <laughs> we can hope. Yeah. You got one? I have a, a question. If you eat two cats during the Jellicoe Ball end up having Jellicoe kittens, are they born Jellicoe kittens or do they have to go through initiation to join the cult? Mm. Are, are people born wicked or do they have wickedness thrust upon them? <laughs> Asking the important questions. Are you anyway. born a jellical cat or do you become mm. a jellical cat? Oh. Is it not a state of mind? I think that's for jellical cats to decide. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are we to judge? <laughs> I feel like... There are kittens in the Jellicle tribe, so I feel like if you were to have a kitten, <laughs> kittens, you know, they would be a part of it. Because there's still like, you know, you know, Electra and Pounceable and um, Syllabub, is that the other one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, you know, they are kittens and they're there, but they're also like not a part of the bigger decisions of things. They're kind of like, oh, we're having fun and we're being led around. So I feel like your kittens would fall into that. And then I feel like there are the kit, the younger cats who are kind of in transition into the older cats. And I would put Coracopat and Tantamile into that. Like they probably weren't born into the Jellicle tribe, but because of their special whimsical powers, I don't know, are, are part of it, if that makes sense. Like I could see like Pounce and Electra having been born in and are there and so that's why they have the freedom to play and like it doesn't get serious until it's really serious mm -hmm. i think the the secondary question of that is if you were the choice and you get reborn are you reborn back into the tribe or not so who was last year's choice grizabella is wrongfully this year's choice who was last year's victoria victoria's i think one of the very common answers syllabub too syllabub yeah uh, Literally never you thought see of Bill Bailey at the beginning of the revival version and then never again. Mm -hmm. Bill Bailey is formerly known as Chorus Tugger. Now is canonically a different cat. Um, who I believe the name comes from the original Tumble Brutus. It comes from one of the, um, I thought it comes from one of the uh, poems. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It, it, he, like, I think Tumble was called Bill Bailey in the original and then they like mm -hmm. used Bill for... 
don't know, man. I, I but I was Bill Bailey for like three minutes in the beginning, and then you transition to Tugger, and you never see him again. So I'm like, that dude got it. Like yeah. he's old he dudes like, in the opening too. Yeah, as another cat. So is McCavity. Victor, is Plato, right? And then well, McCavity's Plato for like a, a solid lot of it. portion. Yeah, yeah. And, then and Gus Grizz. is a different. Yeah, cat. oh yeah, Gus, Gus is too. Um, Gus is Peter. Peter. Yeah. What? What? Okay, so like. <laughs> Bill Bailey Pete. and Peter, and then what's going on with the names? You Corey know, what I mean? it's like, yeah. <laughs> they they just figured out that sort of naming thing. They were like, "Oh, dude, we can have different names." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they yeah. ran out of Scrabble letters. And they're like, "Is this a word?" Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. It's I've, chaos, and they were like, eh, I bam. firmly believe Peter is Saint Peter, and he is uh, brings somebody to the Jungle Choice. Because sure. otherwise, I don't understand why he's there. He's famously your least favorite cat, He's very famously my least favorite cat, yes. Very much so. I mean, you could argue with the names, like, Bill Bailey was probably named by a person, whereas the cats with, like, the cuckoo banana names are just like, they're like, this is my name. They have three names, right? That's an opening number? Yeah, that's 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 also true. You're right. Okay. (laughs) All right, here we got the last two. One debate I want to know is, do you think in the 80s, when this show was created, that any of the creative team thought a conversation like this would happen at Broadway Con? <laughs> or do you think they knew when they wrote it? They're like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna spark some stuff. That is, okay, so this is my hilarious dichotomy of being in the revival of Cats, is I don't really think Cats should be a musical. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how it was created, I don't know why. My family, like, my family loves theater, and as a whole, we, like, hated Cats, so I was brought up to be like, that stupid musical. (laughs) As I say this in front of a room full of Cats fans. (laughs) Um, And, like, luckily, like, doing the show, like, you know, obviously I'm debating, like, where did Grisabella go? You know, it's like, as as, especially as an actor, I think in a dancer we don't normally get shows like this where you can be one character with this huge backstory and then do like a 12 minute dance number at the end of act one like you know you don't just normally get to do that and i think it's really amazing but i always wonder i'm like were they sitting at the tech tables on in the original production being like yeah and the only reason why i think that might have been the case is you know, luckily Broadway is not like this anymore, and I hope I'm not going too out of the box by saying this, but I do believe everyone was just mostly on a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've been out of the box, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, who thought, and I was like, oh, cocaine. <laughs> but it's also created this yeah. great, amazing thing that everybody loves, and I also think it's like a brilliant thing, like. So I also think my history with the show is because I was not introduced as a kid to it by somebody who was like, hey, look at this great musical video that we have. Like I was watching the recording of Into the Woods, you know, like my family was like, no, that's bad. And I have three older sisters and I was like, yeah, that's bad, you know? So (laughs) I never like learned anything else, but it's really incredible. And I think it's something that we take on as performers performing the show, that a lot of the time, Cats will be someone's first Broadway musical, or first musical in general, because people know that it's something that kids can take in, and it's a very different, like, they made the movie, but like, being in the theater with the green eyes all around you, and the cats coming out, like, what a way to teach a kid that like, theater is something special and different. So I think it also carries on this great love and we should, you know, applaud it for that. Yeah. yeah. To that point, like, <laughs> no, yeah, that, no, no, that was, yeah. that was well deserving. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut that, yeah. uh, ra- that applause off. Um, I saw it when I was 11 with my dad. I saw like, I think it was the fourth or fifth tour. I can't remember. Um, it was like 2005. It was the fifth, um, fifth tour. 2006, mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. Um, and I, I didn't get it at all. Like I, I still like cohesively, it didn't make sense to my dumb little brain at the time um, because I was like, it didn't have a linear storyline. Like it didn't have something that you could like follow along. And I think that is what put people off because there's few shows that are just like, you have a million wonderful, amazing things to say and you say none of them. And it's just like, so you have to like really like make your own sort of opinion as to like kind of what's happening in front of you. There is like, 
when you sit down and research it, like, yes, like, it'll start to make sense, but 95% of people that go see theater, they don't do that. You know, they just go and they're like, okay, entertain me, you know? And I, like, for the longest time was like, yeah, that's a bad show because I didn't get it. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I don't need to, I'm never gonna do this show. Like, I'm not, like, I didn't understand. The only number I remember was Tugger. And the only reason why was because he came out into the audience, started dancing with people. I'm like, that is funny. I and like that was something I was like, I want to do that. But other than that, I don't remember a single thing. And like, then I got to do it, and it started making more sense. I'm like, why don't more people like this? Like, this is unlike anything else. And I think it's just because like, if it doesn't immediately make sense to you, you just like you shun it away, yeah, like you push it away. Yeah. And there's people who find like themselves in like each character of the show, like you can really follow a certain path or you can like make your own opinions and stuff. And it's so open-ended that there literally is something for everybody in Cats. And there's few things that actually do that. And now in my like dumb little 27 year old brain, like I, I see that more and I'm like, this is something that like we desperately need to keep alive because like, it's starting to get to the point where like our attention spans are getting so like let's be for real like they're getting so they're getting smaller and smaller um, that like I'm like talking in circles even like with my attention span I don't even remember how the sentence started <laughs> but like I um, find it a long like, way we, we need that like to exist like we need that sort of like you are as much of a part of it as the people who wrote it like the fact that a fan base took this and like we have stuff like this podcast or like you have the theories and the art and all that stuff is like there's very few things that can do that successfully and this is like so killer that like yeah. that happens I, you know i had the same and opposite reaction because i saw it as an adult yeah. and i walked out with like same thing what did i watch it wasn't i couldn't follow it i only remember mungo journey rebel teaser because i realized as i saw it recently it's the only time that it's only two cats on stage for the most part other times i was just like sensory overload and couldn't <laughs> process what was happening but then I went home and I was like what did I just watch I need to know more and I researched and that's how I ended up here today uh, <laughs> a long journey here today um, but that's the same thing I was like I watched it walked out I was like this is the strangest weirdness I don't know what happened I don't know the story I don't even know why this cat went into a tire at the end and yeah. that's the only song I knew from the show uh, when I walked in because I knew nothing uh, and I had just moved here but Anyways, okay, we have your votes for Jellico Choice um, because you've all have been on the show before, so mm -hmm. I've got two Gus votes here. I've got a skimble vote here. Come on, You voted Grizabella, so have, did over I? time, it's been a couple years now, have I changed your mind? Are you still going to stick with Grizabella as your Jellico Choice? Um, mm. yeah, I'll stick with Grizabella. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I've been recording more of these, trying to slowly convince you that that's not the right answer. Um, okay, by show of hands, do we have Grizabella as your angelical choice? No. I got one, two, three, okay, and, and any other she cat. She goes through the biggest character arc, arguably. Okay, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Gus, I got a Gus vote. Who else we got? Gus? I'm totally we got Gus, Gus right okay. over here. I love it. Get that man. My thought is this this man has been in the theater for nine lives. Let him rest. <laughs> He's tired. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad that this audience is voting more uh, against Grizabella. That is my goal, is to slowly convince everybody. We'll keep talking, John. Um, thank you all. How can people find you on social, see your sh new show? Yes, yes, you can find me at JK Saxer on Instagram and at uh, Princess JK Glitter on uh, TikTok. And then uh, you can come see me in Back to the Future. Yeah! I, uh, I play mostly all humans, so that's right. But, but two different old ladies, so. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Again, I'm Will Anderson. I run the Theater Lovers on uh, Instagram and TikTok at at the underscore theater with an ER. My apologies. Underscore lovers. Okay, hold on. A lot of We don't have time for that debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other panel next year. Next year, next year. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Hank Santos on a lot of things, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, it's at Seven in Summer on TikTok. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, man, boost my boost my stuff. I'm trying to, you know, 
I'm trying to play a human again. <laughs> oh, Catch Me in Pretty Woman on tour in the fall. Oh, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. exciting. Um, all, uh, all, the other half of the theater lovers. And ER, it's theater ER because it matches lover ER, okay? Mm-hmm. You know when you pick a handle and you're like, I won't ever regret this for any reason, yeah. and then you're stuck with it because you have a following? That's, yeah. it's, you know, it's only God can judge everybody in their point. 30s and 40s a screen name from yeah. their AOL days. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's well, thank you all for being here. Thank yeah. you to the Broadway Podcast Network and BroadwayCon for having us. Uh, this has been super fun and for everyone listening to this as a podcast later uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at The Wrong Cat Died and now Threads, yeah, on Threads too We love all social media at The Wrong Cat Died uh, and check our website at thewrongcatdied.com Thanks everybody Thank you for hosting Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.